I want to just talk with you just very quickly. A couple, three things. Just going to talk to you about some little announcements. Then we're going to have an unusual service tonight. Uh, there's, there's about the cross. Do you? I mean, this season, all everything, what the Lord's doing for us is so, so rich, and it all has to do with the cross of Jesus. And truly, it is, it is the source. The Lord uses the, His great sacrifice. So tonight, we're going to appreciate the cross. And we're going to give everybody in here that, that would, what desires opportunity. Uh, we're going to be able to come and stand in front of the cross and be able to share something about the cross that means something to you more. And uh, Sister Gwen prayed earlier about the revelation of the cross. God given us revelations of the cross. And I believe the Lord has given every person. And there's usually a certain part of the cross that means something more to you because the Lord's used it. Like if you've had... Uh, if you've had to fight back depression, usually that crown going in to Jesus' head usually is. And we're just going to take time and appreciate it tonight. And whatever. There were seven major statements that Jesus made while he was on the cross. And sometimes God uses one of those statements to totally to, to bring freedom. And then sometimes it's just the compassion of the cross. Because uh, uh, along with everything else, the cross has such passion associated with it, out of the compassion of the Lord. And so, you know, we just may want to take, oh, Stephen, I want you praise group to stay because in between, you, you have some beautiful songs about the cross. And so we're going to worship the Lord and give people opportunity. And then uh, want to add another element into that. Uh, maybe you want to leave something at the cross tonight. And uh, you can use, I'm going I'm to do the unforgivable at this time. I'm going to let you use our, our saying that, I, they're yours, but we, we'll use any piece of paper that's in your back of your chair. So, uh, so I can't tell Shirley we're going to use tithe envelopes. So, <laughs> but any message that you want to, appreciation, a grace that God has done something to that cross, you know. And uh, so if you, if you want to come up and, or just lay something at the foot of the cross. I, I, want, I, want us to, I want us tonight to appreciate the cross. And I just want us to let the Lord, however we do it, whether it comes out of a revelation that God's given you about the cross or whether it comes out. You know, and I am just so thankful, uh, you know, Jeremy, Jeremy and Trina, that, man, it's because of the cross that little Asher is, is there tonight in five pounds, nine ounces that he's able to be there. And I'm just so thankful for that cross. And truly, it's the cross, the reason all of us, whatever we've come through or whatever we've come over, it all has to do. It wasn't us, was it? It was the cross. And it's what, because Jesus was willing to pay such a sacrifice. Uh, I do want to say some things. El Dorado this morning had their 10th anniversary. And they're in their building. And, uh, and I'm so thankful for what the Lord did there and the, and the rejoicing and the appreciation. And I'll tell you a little bit about what's happening in Foley, Alabama. Uh, they're, they're having, be, be praying toward it. In about two weeks, they're having a gathering of the, of the people. They've had, they've had at this time about 70 people that's been coming together uh, to, uh, to form a church there. And to do some that's miraculous too, and and then out of that they're supposed to have a meeting in about two weeks, to to believe the Lord that they're going to be able in themselves are going to be able to raise the money, and they're fixing to buy a nightclub. It's going to become a day club, and it's going to become a light club for the glory of God. Amen. And and it's a it's a big nightclub there with, I don't know, one, I don't know how many dance floors it's got in it, and, and it's got several floors high, and God is opening up the door, and I believe that that group that's coming together down there is going to be able to do it. Praise God. Something really good. So we just appreciate the Lord and what God's doing there. Praise Lord. And another thing that we want to use it for, because, uh, uh, and we've already began kindly working toward that, to be able to have some, uh, some of our camps to be beach camps 
and to be able to go there and be able to stay in the church and, and be able so God, God's going to do some good things all over. I don't, I don't have any idea. Boy, his brain is so smart. And God can, boy, God is so, so smart. And he's always got things working. I want you to know that in your life. God's always got things working. And there are things working that you and I have no idea. He's working. And we, we think we've got to plan it out. And a lot of times we think we have to pray it out. Well, we do need to pray it out. But God is thinking all beyond that. All beyond that. And I just, Leighton, it's so good to have you home. My son, come here, give me a hug. So good to have you home. Love you. Love you. Love you, big guy. Man, I have to look up at you now. I love you. Praise him. Oh, Sarah, where's Sarah? Yeah, come on. I already hugged Sarah. So I got by me. Come here, Sarah. Now, I want to tell you something, darling. Phoenix is not better than Camden. <laughs> is it, Daddy? <laughs> and it's so good to have you back. I tell you, Sarah has been helping me, uh, helping us here at the church and been just a wonderful, wonderful servant of the Lord and, and just mightily used of God. And then college got her. So I'm so thankful to see her back. I love you so much, Sarah. Love you. Love you. Praise God. Well, the Lord, I just want to mention something to you about the importance. Usually when we fail, God, we feel like that is a real downer. But I'm going to tell you what, God wants to spin that thing. And if you fail God a lot, then it it offers God an opportunity to spin something a lot. One of the greatest traits of Jesus is Jesus is a sin bearer. Now, the difference between us and Jesus, he didn't bear his own sin. He bore our sin. And can't you just see him going up Golgotha Hill, bearing our sin? But I see that same picture as you and I bear our sin to the foot of the cross to see the greatest exchange that the world has ever known take place. Because as we bring our sin, and so what I want it to be, I want, it, I, I want to God to, to, to begin to, to bring a delight, an intimacy out of, out of the things that the devil is trying to use against you. And begin to lie. And you know what? I believe this. I believe God wants to help us to be a sin bearer too. In this sense. You know, the Bible says that we have the power and the authority through Christ to pray for other people's sins. That we have that right. The Bible says, whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted. Whoever sins you are retained, they are retained. And, and through carrying my sin to the Lord as a sin bearer, I found that God has some way trained me, trained you, to eventually to bring other people's sins up Golgotha Hill. Now, when the Bible says that whosoever sins we remit, you know, that's strong. We don't preach about that much because that is so strong. When we think about that we have the authority as being a believer to remit people's sins. And we have the authority as being a believer to retain people's sins. But I don't want to retain people's sins. I want to be a sin bearer. Now that doesn't mean I don't believe. That it doesn't mean that a person won't have to repent even when you pray for God to forgive their sin I don't believe that that removes their responsibility out of the picture but what I do believe it does 
it makes their load lighter. It brings judgment off of them. It brings judgment off of them so God can have mercy upon them. See, because God is a God of judgment, He a, a God of righteous judgment. So the scales have to balance with the Lord. In, in the scales of life, they have to balance. But, but I tell you what, when you take one little drop of the blood of Jesus, the scales go whoop like that, you know. Man, one little drop of His blood can balance out a world that's lost in sin. So I want you to begin not to find a joy, but, but it is a joy that when we get caught up or we mess up, that we begin to bear it to the cross of Jesus. And there at the cross of Jesus, we began to exchange our failure for God's great righteousness. The great exchange takes place. And then the Lord, then the Lord used that as a training ground. For as the Lord has burdens through you, because everything in life, that's what God wants to, every, every thing God wants to train us to be like Him. And to become that sin bearer for those that God loves. And if the Lord burdens your heart and, and you have found the cross of Jesus approachable, Oh, I tell you, I just don't think we use the cross near as much as we, that we have opportunity to do, to do that. And so tonight, you know, the Lord may put that on your heart. You may have a wayward child. Or you may have someone that you deeply love. And it's very scriptural for you to bear be a sin bearer to say Lord I'm going to bring their sin I've watched wives do that for husbands and I've watched change come in husbands wives I've watched husbands do that for wives and watched God bring change I've watched mama and daddies do that for wayward children because what it seems to do is to remove that judgment which will allow God's mercy to come on that person's life. And that's what we want. We don't want judgment on people's lives, do we? We want mercy on people's lives. So if to, in, our, in our workings tonight, if God lays it on your heart to bring somebody's to be a sin bearer for someone then you come and you just lay it before them and what I do I cry out that God would forgive them just like I cry out for God to forgive me I receive by faith the grace of God that brings that great forgiveness into our life and then secondly we receive the strength of God to overcome you watch a person that does not repent a lot uses a person that God doesn't use a lot. A person that repents a lot is usually a person that God can use a lot. It's because of the grace involved. See, it's because the Bible says that in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, that God forgives us and cleanses us. It's one stroke. It's one work. It's a work of God that God is forgiven us. And then in the very next movement of God, He is cleansing that thing from us. That's a work of grace. And so people, I find that repent a lot, God can use a lot. You, you start looking at people like that. I tell you, I've watched God use some people that I never would have used. But I've watched God use them. And that usually the characteristic that stands out wasn't that they didn't mess up a lot. But the characteristic that stands out, that they repented a lot. They would turn and look back toward Jesus. 
Well, I tell you what, if I want to be known for anything, I want to be known as a person that will turn and look back before Jesus. I want to be known as a person that will bring my life to the cross and go through a holy exchange of Lord. So we're going to just go ahead and set up the... We'll start off, Stephen, with a song. And then, does everybody kind of understand, kind of what we're going to do? We're just going to glorify the cross tonight. We're just going to glorify the Lord, and we're going to glorify Him for what He did and the sacrifice that He gave and all that He shed and all that He gave to us. And we're just going to do it right here in front of the cross, if it'd be all right with you. And so maybe the Lord has a revelation, something God's shown you about the cross, and you may want to do that. Maybe you just want to come and you may just want to say, Lord, I just love you so much. Now I want to thank you because when your hands bled, Lord, I could feel that blood dripping down on me. Lord, when that blood flowed from your hands, I felt your hand touch me, God. I felt the mercy of God and I felt the grace of God. And, and then some may just want to come and maybe you want to be a sin bearer for somebody. Maybe you want to bring their sins before the Lord. And you may, I'm not asking you to have to t- speak na- people's names. That's, you can hold that with the Lord. But you may want to come and bear the sins of somebody to the cross and say, Lord, I'm, I'm here. I'm here at the foot of your cross to turn away the judgment in somebody's life. I'm here, Lord, to cry out for mercy. I'm here to cry out for forgiveness for that person. Praise God. So you just let the Lord, you just let God do what he wants to do. But let's glorify Jesus tonight. Amen. Let's all stand together for a brief moment. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause because he did it so well on the cross, didn't he? Praise the Lord. He did it so well on the cross. Yes, Yes, Lord. Yes. I will remember when doubt was within my heart. it says that Jesus came once to take away sin that word when you study it out listen to the words that it means when it said take away ending 
terminating, eradicating, eliminating, exterminating, abolishment, destruction, annihilation, obliteration. I don't even know how to say that word, extrapation, annulment, cancellation. You know, I believe our sins are forgiven for all time, for all eternity. And that's what frees us. Like Brother Jerry was saying, I never have to run from God. I never have to be afraid of Him. I don't have to go try to sew fig leaves together to cover my problems up or to cover my sins. I can come to him when I failed and when I when I maybe in a moment I made a wrong decision or a wrong step or I got angry or I yelled at someone or whatever. And I say, Father, I messed up there. That wasn't my intention. Please forgive me and confess that to him. And then he washes me. Amen. I'm already clean, but my feet need to be washed because I'm walking in this world. Amen. But even better than that, I can come when I'm having a problem with sin that I want to keep doing. Yeah. How many of you had ever had one of those? You know, we be honest with ourselves. Yeah. And I can tell him. There's things we don't even realize that in God's things. I mean, how many laws were there in the Old Testament? Sister Lane, you probably know. How many? 632. And that probably just covered 1% of what we could... When we're talking about a holy God, amen? And so when I'm having trouble with something and my flesh wants to do it, I can come even then. Those are the ones we want to hide from God from. But I don't have to hide because this dealt with it. And God's not ever mad at me or disappointed in me. And so I can come and I can say, Father, I'm having a struggle with this. I need help. And I can receive grace. Say grace. grace. And mercy. Because that's always what's being offered to me. So I just want to encourage you. Don't ever run from God. Don't be like Adam. You think of the, he was the smartest man. I mean, God breathed his spirit in him and he named all the animals. And whatever he named them, actually when he spoke their name, they became that. God said that's what they were called. And that word called means that was their nature. So when he said horse, everything that is in a horse and the horse is supposed to be, that's what, that ho- that's what it became. When Adam called it by name. And, it, and then after he fell, that man that could name all the animals became so stupid that he went and sewed himself a fig leaf suit to try to cover up his mess up. So I would just encourage you, realize how much God loves you, how forgiven you are. There's nothing that can ever separate you from, a, from him again because of this right here. And just come when you're having problems and talk to him and receive that grace and help and cleansing. Amen. of the cross hit me I have never this year I can truly say the revelation of this cross has really blessed me and then Saturday upon that week I had to speak and God gave me a word said don't forget the cross no matter what you go through don't forget the cross so I thank God for the cross I thank God for his cleansing as brother Brady was saying of the cross. I thank God for the revelation 
that he would give us of the cross. I thank God for the wisdom of the cross. So I just thank God for the cross and all that he's doing. So no matter what we're going through in life, don't forget the cross. Hallelujah. I praise God for deathbed repentance. You know, I never had a scripture in the Word. I never realized that there was a scripture in the Word about that. Don went to his grandpa. The Lord told us when to go, and his grandpa was in a coma in the hospital. But when Don got there, his grandpa knew who he was enough to where he pay, prayed a deathbed repentance for God to forgive him of all the sins of omission. And Papa knew that. He grabbed a hold of Don's hand. A nurse came in, and uh, he start, Don started to leave. And Grandpa, he grabbed a hold of Don's hand. He knew Don had something there. It was the Spirit of God working. Well, this uh, last week before Easter, I was reading through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all about the cross. And I saw where Jesus said to the thief, and it never struck me before, today you'll be with me in paradise. So that was dead bed repentance. He, did, he died on the cross, so that was death bed repentance. So I thank God he made a way for everything through the cross. And I leave all this stuff right here at the and I see the love of God in Christ because Jesus was willing to lay his life down. So I don't see just myself in this cross, but I see everybody. I see the love that God has for each and every one of us. And if he was willing to lay his life down, to come into this earth as a servant and to serve others and to love others, then I can do the same. So I see love, and I see the perspective of God, and I see strength, and I see grace, because no matter how hard it gets, I can come to the cross, and I can get what I need, and so can all of us. That's what the cross means for me right now, is love. Thank you, Lord.
cross. I always think about Jesus when he had two of the soldiers on each side of it. And you know, and he said, forgive them, they know not what they do. And this has been a year for me to see people for who God created them and not for what I see on the outside. Because God only knows the hearts of each and every one. And you know, and I, I just want to look at them there and say, forgive them, Lord. They know not what they do. Uh, they know not what they're saying. Just love on them because that's what the cross means for me. forgive us of our secret sins. You know those things that we wouldn't dare tell anybody else. We can take those to the cross. And because of his love for us, he'll forgive those. He has forgiven us of all of our secret sins. That nasty stuff that we wouldn't talk about to anybody. We can bring it to the cross. And because he loves us so, he washes us clean. He cleanses us from all sin, all sin, all sin. There's no sin that we can do that he won't wash us clean from if we just come and say, Lord, I messed up. I did it again. Forgive me, Lord. And because he loves us, he won't say, well, no, you've done it one too many times. I don't love you anymore. I'm not going to forgive you this time. No. He says, yes, daughter. Yes, son. I will forgive you. Because I love you. That's love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I thank the Lord for the cross. And I thank the Lord for answered prayers. Uh, I have a cousin that died last Saturday. Not this. Anyway, he had lived his life. He was 79 years old. But he had never accepted the Lord. And his sister come down. He was in the hospital. And she came down and she said, Billy, I need to know, are you saved? And he said, I don't know how to be saved. And she prayed the sinner's prayer with him there in the hospital. And he accepted the Lord. And I know he's in heaven today because of prayers. Because his family had been, family and cousins had been praying for him for years. And God answered our prayers so never give up because God is in control of everything and the cross is a reason that we can never give up on Jesus. Thank you Jesus. When I sit back and think about the cross I think of every bondage that was broken off of me in that single moment. The freedom that I was given 2,000 some odd years later from all the crap that I did to myself. He freed me from it that day. That is the one thing in all of history everybody can share. It's the one thing that unites every one of us. Black, white, brown, young, fat, old. It don't matter. That's for all of us. Every one of us get that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for your... Thank you for the cross. 
when I was a young girl, the first time I really paid attention to the cross as something special. My pastor, I'm not sure how old I was, a young girl, yeah, I don't know, maybe six, seven, he took me to the study and asked me if I knew what the cross represented. And did I know that Jesus died? And he asked me, what did he rise from? Did he uh, rise from the cross? I said, yes. And as he took me, I'm not sure all the words, he took me through all of this. And I remember um, accepting Christ. But I don't remember being baptized at that time that I did. But I know later on, about 12 years old, is when I do remember being baptized. Um, so the cross represents all those things for forgiveness of sin. That when I was changed, when the Lord changed me, I can remember when I was sick, I had cancer. I think I was in the fourth stage, and the Lord healed me from cancer. Uh, I sin. We all sin, but I sin. And before all this, before I got sick, there was sin. And I know all these things from this on me. I believe that. So the Lord took it away. And I'm he the Lord, the cross represents so much I can't say. The blood of Jesus covered me. He took care of me. And I'm so grateful to his mercy and his compassion for me. The all he did for me. The cross is so much. The cross, I got crosses. I love crosses. And because of what they represent. And they represent my Lord to save me. Thank you. When I look at the cross, what I see is love, like everybody else. But it's an unconditional love. It's a love that's never going to change. And it's not going to depend on anything I do or don't do. And nothing, nothing is going to separate me from the love of God in all this world. about it, it's the same cross that Paul went to, and it's the same grace that Paul asked for, that's still available to us. Uh, the grace that is transforming us into what God sees us, not what we see to be ourselves, but what He sees us. And I am so thankful for the grace, no matter how many times I fail, no matter how many times I'm unkind, and I say uh, words that are unfruitful, words that bring death, the grace is still sufficient for me, and I am thankful for the grace. The, re the revelation I got of the cross, I asked my wife to do this, and I know it's, now's the time, so I'll go on and share it. Know, we were preparing a message in children's church for Easter and I was studying on the cross and this very cross is like the cross that I've seen. So I wanted to give this to you in a revelation even to you pastor in the church. I've seen this cross laying down and I've seen Jesus sitting at the head of the cross and I've seen the two disciples that loved Him most on each side and like a conference table at the Lord's Supper. And when I've seen the Lord's Supper them participating of the Lord's Supper, the God Jesus said to his disciples that he would not take of any any of the vine or anything until we meet with him in paradise. You know, for so from now till the time that we sit with Jesus in heaven, we he won't he won't drink of the cup and he won't partake until we come and eat with him and sup with him in heaven. And I, the, what I seen out of that is when Jesus went into the temple. He overturned the tables. When this table was laid down and they were eating together and taken of the vine, I seen the cross when it when he they nailed him to the cross, the tables were turned over. And when the tables were turned over, the sacrifice and the blood that was shed on that cross, just like the Bible says, it covers everything. The Bible says that it covers a multitude of sins. He covered a multitude of sins. So what I seen in that cross. In the vision that that me and my wife discussed, 
you know, that day when I, I wanted to paint a picture for the kids, but I, I felt like, she felt like it was too deep. But it wasn't for that moment, it was for this moment. It was for, th for this service, for this time. So I want you to know that the cross, when you, there's something, what really even got me even more on that is this. I was, I had, I went, was working with this individual a few years back. And he was, for God brought him into my life and he was an alcoholic. And the guy, what the guy done is every day we would go and every day he would say, Jerry, you got to stop me there. You got to stop me there. And you know, I, would, I wouldn't want to, but I did it anyway. And I watched this guy drink every day on the way home. But I was taking the time out to minister to him about Jesus. And every day when he would take the bottle, he would never talk to, about Jesus or talk about this. So I want you to know when you're around the biggest sinner, just like Jesus was on the cross, and he said, remember me when... when when you go into paradise, Jesus is remembering each and every one of us. I didn't mean to get up here and preach, but this is the revelation I did get. And what he told me this, he told me in that truck on the way home that he said, he told me that Jesus, he told me that scripture and his name was Roger Harris. I worked with the guy and the guy told me, he said, man, I'm a sinner. He confesses that he's a sinner. The scripture that me and my brother talked about just the other day, just the day before yesterday, was the very scripture you shared this morning. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That day in that truck, he acknowledged that he was a sinner. And two days later, he died. So I want you to know Jesus is listening and, it, and it, he already knows that he paid for it all and then it's up to us to realize what he really did pay for on the cross. The, the cross reminds me of um, his arms outstretched because the first time he was dealing with me many, many years ago, he just said, come, and I came. And through all my trials, through all the years, I always see he's always, he's always been there for me. He's always beckoned me to come. And every time that I've come, you just come closer into his presence. You become more intimate with him. And it's so exciting because the more you come and obey when he says come, you get to hear all the things he wants to tell you. And he gets to give you secrets and... That is the most exciting part for me is that every time you come, those outstretched arms are right there to give you everything that you need and he gives you his secrets and shares so many great things with you. When I was listening to Miss Jane share about that deathbed salvation it just reminds me of my grandpa his name was leo and he was a preacher in this area for a long time and he was the first one in my family to get saved and after he got saved his mom and dad got saved at his very first message that he preached so his parents came to know the lord and then he brought his children into this world and they came to know the lord and then all of us grandkids we came to know the lord and now he's in heaven he's been in heaven for 12 years this month his great grandkids are living for the lord so yes the love yes the grace but I see a legacy. I see a responsibility to us as parents and even grandparents to live every day for Jesus. And let me tell you one of the things he used to always say. He said this. He said, sin black, hell hot, judgment sure, eternity long. And so many people came to know Jesus because of him. So I'm thankful for the people who went before me in my family who are living for Jesus so that generation after generation after generation continues to go. I love the cross. I love the legacy of the cross. And I want every day of my life that I lay my life down the way that Jesus laid his life down for me. I lay my life down because of what Jesus did for me. Yes, Lord. When I see the cross, I see how much we 
the worth to God because no matter how much we mess up, he died on the cross and he's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and still thought we were worth it to die for us. sitting there and everybody was bringing the, the Lord called it your cares your cares and he said that what we're doing tonight is what his word is tell us to do and that scripture says cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you so whatever you are caring about that lost child that lost husband and wife that bill that just seemed like it won't get paid that pain that may be going through your body, whatever you are facing that you're caring about, what you could stress about, worrying about, he call it cares. He said, cast it, give it to him because he care about what you care about. Lord just put it on my heart recently to write a book and I said I have nothing to write about so it's gonna have to be you the theme that he's brought to me over and over again has been kindness and all of the things that come under the umbrella of kindness grace mercy um, forgiveness and as I was writing this week I've been a Christian my whole life and I asked the Lord I said I've been a Christian my whole life and I know that the cross means something to me, but I, I think we're guilty of making Easter too pretty. And sometimes I think our formal language does not do quite justice to the situation that Jesus underwent. And so as I was writing this week, I, I had an experience last week over Easter weekend that really took the breath out of me and really forced me to lay at the foot of the cross and say how can I forgive this when it's happened over and over and over and it hasn't changed and I'm gonna I'm gonna pray on it and he said I took a death sentence for you two thousand years ago I took a death sentence for you and went through the most horrendous experience that a human being can go through and survive to the brink of death and then willingly gave it up and that's what I did for you and you know there's people that I've done that for who I knew would not ever accept that or who would go to the end of their lives on their deathbed and not receive it until the end or who would never would at all but he did it anyway to me that is, that is the definition of kindness. That's more than kindness. That's more than kindness. And so as I put that on paper this week, I just, that is, this is the reason why nothing can stand between me and Jesus. This is the reason why nobody has grounds to say you aren't worth anything because of this. He was kind to me before I had been a Christian for 30 odd years and ever realized what this means. to me the word that came to me was just surrender you know Christ he surrendered his will and it's like the outstretched arms of him you know the going across is he said not my will but your will be done and when we accept the gift of the cross we do the same we say God not our will God but your will be done in us your plan your purpose your destiny so well as he laid down his like Amanda said we lay down our will we lay down our lives and we take up his cross and we follow after him. Yeah. 
I couldn't let my life, my wife seem more spiritual than me. So, no. I just want to say I appreciate the cross so much because I've probably failed more than anybody I know. You know, I feel like I wear out a spot at the foot of the cross sometimes. And um, I wanted to share um, a revelation I feel like God gave me just today about that. Because I feel like I'm there so much. I feel like I'm always bringing something to the cross saying, God, I'm sorry. You know, and, I, and the enemy tries to make you feel like, yeah God, yeah, God forgives you, but he's fed up with you being there. It's like God's always think, thinking that, when are you going to not have to be here? And I probably will never be to the point where I'm not having to be at the cross. But today, but just today, I was, you know, I was praying about that, and, and God just dropped something in my mind. You know, every once in a while, you know, God will put it on our heart. If we're at a restaurant and there's somebody we know there, sometimes God will put it on our heart to go pay for their meal. And tell the waitress, don't tell them he did it. We want to you know, be announcement. And, and God just dropped this in my mind that how much we enjoy going when they go to pay their debt. And they say, oh, it's already taken care of. And that's something we just enjoy seeing. I enjoy seeing the expression on their face when they say, hey, yeah, it's paid for. You owe nothing. And God spoke to my heart today and said, that's my expression when you come to the cross. When you come to the cross and you lay something down and you say, God, I'm sorry. God, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry I failed you. I'm so sorry that God, God loves the expression that he gets to see when he says, it's okay, it's paid for. You don't owe anything. And so that feeling that, that, feeling that, that we like to see when, when somebody finds out they're, that a debt's paid for, God said, that's the same feeling I have to let you know that your debt's paid for. He enjoys it. The cross, yes, there was suffering. Yes, there was pain. Yes, there was a sacrifice that will never be matched. But I believe that God wants us to know tonight that his heart about this is full of joy. When God looks at the cross, he don't see death and pain and suffering. When God looks at the cross, he sees triumph. He sees victory. He sees a bridge that made a way for us to get to him. And so if you're like me and you feel like you're just there way too much, if you're there and you feel like, God, it's me again, you know, I want you to know in that moment, God's got a, such a smile on his face, but he, he loves to be able to say, your debt is paid. Your debt is paid. You don't owe anything. You don't owe anything.